2022 has been a terrible year for people with a 60-40 portfolio. Really? Awful year. 40% of your portfolio in bonds is not as safe historically as it used to be. The 60-40 portfolio isn't dead, but right now, there may be other options that you need to look at for your particular portfolio. Bonds, baby. This time around, we're taking a look at the 60-40 portfolio. Is it dead? Well, for decades, the 60-40 portfolio has provided retirees a reliable mix of 60% equities and 40% bonds, and that's worked really well to protect against market downturns. But that may not be the case anymore. Understanding the purpose of bonds in your mix of investments is critical to considering alternatives. This is the Retirement Equals Freedom Podcast. Your host, Josh Brettel is the owner of FSR Wealth Strategies. For the last few decades, he's been helping fine folks like you thrive in their retirement. And me, I'm Dave, Josh's longtime friend, co-host, and fan of Breakfast for Dinner. So now, let me, let you, let me end this introduction so you can enjoy the show about bonds once again. FSR Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor located in Elmhurst, Illinois. Information and opinions contained in this audio have been arrived at by FSR Wealth Advisors. All information herein is for informational purposes and should not be construed as investment advice. It does not constitute an offer, solicitation, or recommendation to purchase any security. FSR is not providing legal, tax, accounting, or financial planning advice in this audio. These views are as of the date of this publication and are subject to change. Once again, Dave, welcome yeah. to the Retirement Equals Freedom podcast. We haven't said the episode uh, number in a while. We're not supposed to. Oh. Just in case something urgent comes up and we got to do like a surprise podcast. This is episode 20. Oh, that hurts. And <laughs> I can't believe we've been doing 20 episodes already. It feels like three. Well, for those that were listening to the last episode, and we're going to follow up on last week's episode. I mean, why wouldn't we follow up? I couldn't put you to sleep with one week of Bond talk. We're going to go to week two of Bond. Here's the thing. We have people listening to the episode before it's even released. They are so excited about Bonds, man. <laughs> so we are getting older, you and I. Says who? Uh, says my eyesight mm. and my new found realization that I can't do amusement park rides anymore. Okay, is that your waistline or is that you're no, just no. getting older? No, the waistline's been there for a, problem, for a while. <laughs> yeah. As a child, I got motion sick all the time. Like, yeah. I could get car sick at a moment's notice. But amusement park rides never bothered me. Like, going to Great America, anything like that, loved it. Loved everything about yeah. it. So over the weekend, we took the kids to Santa's Village sure. in East Dundee, Illinois. We've been promising them that for years, and they're almost a little old for it. But we decided to ride some rides, and there is nothing big in this park. Correct. And when we first walked in, they have this like you know the the old pirate ship that goes like back and forth, and oh yeah, it, you know just in a big circle almost, and it doesn't go upside down. It's like a big giant swing. Yeah, practically. It makes me vomit just looking at it. Well, Zach didn't want to do it. So he and I went to the bathroom and got our bearings while Missy and the other two went on this thing. And it looked like fun. Like to me, I was like, oh, it looks like fun. I like that stuff. The next ride, they have this like balloon that takes you up in the air and like spins you around. It's, it's like a glorified merry-go-round up in the air a little bit. Okay. I know what you're talking about. 
I'm on there and I think I'm sitting with Alex. I don't know who I was sitting with, but I'm sitting there going, oh my God, I'm not going to make it. Like, <laughs> this is not good. We knew the ride was like 30 seconds. It was going to be fine. We went on throughout the day and nothing else really bothered me. There wasn't anything else major that we did. Actually, I went on a roller coaster. Like, they're only a real roller coaster. and totally fine. Totally fine. Mm-hmm. So we finished the day and we're like, all right, everybody can pick one more ride that you want to do. And Maggie and Zach wanted that balloon thing again. Alex wanted to go back on that ship that goes upside down, not that swings back and forth. I said to Miss, I go, I'll take Alex in the ship. I don't want to get back on those balloons. Oh, God. She goes, are you sure you want to do that? I was like, yeah, I can handle that better than I can handle the balloons. Mm-hmm. So Alex and I get on this ship, and I'm feeling confident. I'm having a great time. Alex and I are talking about stuff. Like, sure. Like, really, I, I got this. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. And it starts going. And within the first 10 seconds, I made eye contact with a kid sitting across from me. And I was like, dude, I may cover you. <laughs> and I mean, it was, I haven't felt that bad, that motion sick in a long oh. time. I mean, about halfway through the ride, I'm focusing on just like everything I know how to stop motion sickness. Oh, and no. It was rough. It was it was a rough one. It took me a couple hours for my stomach to come back to normal. So it sucks getting older, man. Yeah, yeah. That one is a ride that I've done over and over and over again. And oh, Josh. Yeah. See, so. that's why I you know my motto. It's safer to take Dave out to lunch than go on a roller coaster. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that's my it motto. True. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? Okay. Hey, Mister Josh. Let's take a break. You've been talking for so long and my ears are sore. Let's not make them snore. Listening shouldn't be a chore. So let's get to know Josh and Dave and watch a rating soar. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Erin's just sitting here watching us dance to music in our headphones. Yeah. And she has no idea what's going on behind She her. has no idea. Okay. Today's card, I chose it. For the Get to Know Josh and Dave segment, this is from the card deck WTF. I think you know what that stands for. Question, Josh. What's the most ridiculous fact that you know? I also like the fact that you chose these decks of cards, and the the deck of card you chose for our podcast is the WTF. I have others in our bag, but you know Erin. She's a little spicy. She's like, choose that one, Dave. So I did. What's the most obscure fact that I know? The most ridiculous fact that you know. The most ridiculous fact that I know. Mm -hmm. I'm not a good fact person, but here's... Oh, because I was telling Eric, I was bragging about you earlier when you were out getting us lunch, (laughs) how like you retain knowledge from like grade school. So I... It kind of comes back to me, but like you ask this question, it's kind of, you know, a random question. So somebody used to ask me this, like something unique about you or a random fact about yourself. What I used to always say is growing up as a kid... There's five of us in my family, my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, and I. And other than my mother, we all had scars on our forehead in the exact same spot that go in different directions. What? Mm Kind of random. You were hitting the head with like a... I ran into a doorknob when I was a child. Oh, I try to give you more credit. I hit my brother over the head with a hockey stick. Oh. But random facts. I'm... um, All right. Here's a random fact. I remember this from Mr. Power in... Fourth or fifth grade science class. No relation to Melissa Powers. Nope. No. no. Okay. My wife has an S at the end of her maiden yes. name. Yes. He has no S. Got it. Got it. Um, he was a fourth or fifth grade teacher. He actually had him for both. He actually passed away about a year ago or so. So, mm-hmm. But I remember him saying, if you're looking, like you're measuring water or a liquid, and there's that little bubble that sits in the top of the liquid, 
The name of that bubble yeah. is... Yeah. No, I can't remember it. Oh. <laughs> I want to say meniscus, but that's in your knee. So I forget what the name of the bubble is. Oh, no. Is. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. This topic's a giant fail. Man. <laughs> All right, maybe I should just go... Yeah, go ahead. What's the most random fact you know? I won a contest in third grade for knowing and spelling the longest word in the English dictionary. Care to know it? Yeah. And I'll even spell it blindfolded too so you guys don't think I'm cheating. The word is pneumonia ultramicroscopic ciliocolvicanoconiosis. Okay? It is spelled P-N-E-U-M-O-N-O-U-L-T-R-A. You following along? M I C R O S C O P I C S I L I C O V O L C A N O. C-O-N-I-O-S-I-S. Pneumonia ultramicroscopic ciliocolvicanoconiosis. It's like a lung cancer, I think. If you guys care, to know what the word actually means. But. We take this deeper and deeper. Leslie, when she has to research that yes. for the show notes, and she's going to try and type that out, Leslie, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Pneumonia ultramicroscopic ciliocolvicanoconiosis. Yeah, I actually be, yeah, I used to be smart, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. My mom made me read books and stuff. All right, Josh, let's talk about this 60-40 thing because, I don't know, man, like, can you get any better than last episode? Why? Because they're bonds, baby. Bonds. 60-40 portfolio. I hear, I have a lot of people that come into our office and even if I see them at seminars, they say, well, you know, I'm 50-50, I'm 60-40, I'm 20-80 or whatever it might be. When you see a number in front of portfolio, the first number is always about the percentage that's equity-based, and the second number is the amount that's fixed income or bond-based. And so the 60-40 portfolio for a lot of people is considered kind of the the blue-chip portfolio. But everyone says, well, we're going to compare it to a 60-40 portfolio. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, So you got 60% equities and 40% fixed income. Makes sense so Make, far? Makes sense. I'm just uh, I'm typing what does blue chip mean? Because you said blue chip. I don't know what to do. It's it's not the casino in Indiana. It's, uh, it's kind of the the gold standard. Of the highest quality. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Portfolio, if you will. Now, as we talked in our last podcast, 40% of your portfolio in bonds is not as safe historically as it used to be. It's not, it's not in the same way. So Lincoln Financial Group, Lincoln's one of the giant insurance companies out there. Every six months, they put out a new report a lot of details and stuff in it. And they will interview um, some of the largest money managers in the country. And they'll, t- they'll kind of average them out and do some different things. And they'll compare it to historics. Now, historically, according to the, the Lincoln um, report, from 1976 through 2021, the 60-40 portfolio, those 60% being equities, 40% being the U.S. aggregate bond index, averaged 10.9%. Okay. Which is huge. That's great. 10.9% is an unbelievable rate of return. People would be ecstatic to have that average. Mm-hmm. But if you remember from our last episode, we talked about how bonds operate in an inverse relationship to interest rates. And the purpose of that 40% in that portfolio is to kind of level out some of the ups and downs. All right. So in a down year, your equity market, your equity percentage at 60% is going to fall drastically. And as you rebalance it, because rebalancing is a key thing, that 40% will hold steady for you and pay you a decent interest rate. Okay. Now, I'm holding my hands up to Dave like as I'm mimicking these motions. And yeah. I think that just helps me talk because I realize no one's going to see this on the uh, on the podcast. But Don't doubt me. So the bonds have historically, the purpose of that 40% was in that downside protection. Well, 
2022 has been a terrible year for people with a 60-40 portfolio. Really? Awful year. We've been talking about this for a while. People have been talking about our equity is overvalued. You know, the number of – I mean, for the last eight years, we've been hearing from people the stock market's overvalued. I'm not putting any more money in stocks. I'm not going to put any more money in stocks. Well, they weren't talking the same thing about the bond portfolio. And we were kind of – people, their bond percentage. And we were screaming this from the rooftop. And this is the year it came into fruition because what's happening is you have seen interest rates rise. Mm -hmm. For the first time really since the early 80s, we've seen a significant rise in interest rates. And the value of bonds has fallen drastically. Mm -hmm. So the U.S. aggregate bond index year to date is down um, 8.79%. And we're recording this on August 15th, so it could change depending on when you hear this. But 8.79% 8.79% decrease in the U.S. aggregate bond index. That's the safe part of the portfolio. Oh, wow. The equity portfolio, the S&P 500 portfolio, year-to-date is down 1047 So there's really no safe side to that. Like there's no – there hasn't been a safety net on either side of those two portfolios. In fact, if we were to go backwards a few months, those two numbers are actually even worse. So what we're looking at is the purpose of that 40% in the 60-40 portfolio was completely gone. It just didn't serve a purpose. Yeah. What we talked about in the last episode was you should have a bond alternative that you can put for if not some or if not all, some of that 40%. This is what happens here. If we had that bond alternative in here we wouldn't be down that part of the portfolio. That purpose of that part of the portfolio, we could have avoided that negative loss on it. Would there still potentially have been a negative loss, but maybe not? The equity percentage? I mean, people people are comfortable with stocks going up and down. Mm -hmm. People are totally fine with that. It doesn't feel good, but they understand it. Right. When bonds lose money, people lose their mind. They go, how did that happen? It wasn't supposed to happen. So it's that ability to say, hey, this part of our portfolio, we can do something different with. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to feel that way for a couple of years, I think, for as long as we see rising interest rates. Now, I'm, not alone. I'm going to go back to that Lincoln article that I talked about before. And, we'll, and uh, we will post these in the show notes. Yes. We'll, I'll post a copy to this, this Lincoln Financial Group article. They interviewed four of the biggest money managers. They interviewed J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, BlackRock, and State Street. Actually, five. David Schmidt was the fifth. Uh, oh, you're not listed in here. Yeah. Well, oh, I, funny. I, I like to be anonymous in these things. Yeah. So they always talk about their their capital market expectations, what they expect to see over the next 10 years. And they release this to the public. And they predict on an average between the, um, the four of them, they didn't count you again, I'm sorry, Dave, of 4.9% over the next 10 years. Negative? No, it's, it's oh, a positive. Oh, positive. Okay. But that's a lot of risk to take earning 4.9%. And so it's something that has to be taken into consideration. They're not the only ones that are looking, hey, things are going to be a little bit different going forward than they were for the last 20, 30 years. Mm. And a lot of it has to do with how big that bond section is inside people's portfolios. So is the 60-40 portfolio dead? No, it's not dead. It, It will come back and as interest rates rise, there will be a time when we'll be telling clients, hey, we want to put money back in the 60-40 portfolio. Now it just doesn't happen to be that time. And is this something you should just ride out? Probably not. Mm. Um, you know, it depends on your overall situation, but this is something that you can address and you can do something about. So um, the 60-40 portfolio isn't dead, but right now there may be other options that you need to look at for your particular portfolio. 
should they talk to that fifth money manager on that list? Yeah. For advice? Yeah, that'd be a, a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I can advise you on lots of things, as you well know. Yep, and I love taking your advice. It's my favorite thing <laughs> in the world. So why do I bring up the 60-40 portfolio beside it being a normal thing people understand? Because as people get older, they traditionally are going to try and add bonds to their portfolio to reduce risk. And a lot of times they'll say, hey, we're, you know, we're going to go from 80-20 to 60-40. We're going to go from 60-40 to 40-60. Mm-hmm. And they're just keep adding those bonds. Retirees especially need to realize that in today's environment, their risk may not be reduced as much as they think it is. Okay. And especially if you're spending money, if you're drawing out on those bonds, now is a time more than ever that you have to realize how much risk you're actually taking in that portfolio with that amount of bonds. As we've talked about in prior episodes, there are ways to quantify that amount of risk. So if you think bonds are riveting, wait till we dig into the how yeah. you quantify risk. Oh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't contain it. I can't. You know, it's kind of fun. We talked in the last episode how you collect baseball cards. In the back of the baseball cards, they have the player statistics. Mm-hmm. Well, any investment is like a baseball player. It's got statistics in the back of it, and we can find all that stuff. Hashtag tax nerd. Not necessarily tax related, but it is nerd related. You asked me for my, my random topics of random facts. I guess this podcast is just a giant, giant Josh spits out random facts. <laughs> Josh spits out some random facts. Wait <laughs> till my kids sing that one. Oh. Dave relates to retirees. Oh, my favorite part. You know, Josh, we're talking about the 60-40 method, man. And uh, I can relate to this a little bit. This one bothers me or scares me a little bit. Does it? Okay, go ahead. Going to revert back to episode six of the Retirement Equals Freedom podcast. We're not putting numbers on these episodes, Dave. Well, this one is already in the past, so there's a number on it. Oh, okay. Okay. And that episode was titled, You Need a Budget. Aaron, you remember that one? You Need a Budget. And in that episode, there was the infamous, member. my mom, Beck, she pulled up the old oh, document, yeah. the official notarized document that was mm-hmm. Josh's, quote unquote, Dave budget. Mm-hmm. As I get older, I adjust it. I'm no longer you know, 20, 20, 10, 10. I adjust my 60, 40 budget to fit my old age now, right? I no longer need you to pay off my teachers like you did. Like I had that budgeted at 50 bucks a month back when we were younger. You just don't go to the movies with me anymore. You just gave up on that. So I can take some of that money and allocate it. Is that a good word? (laughs) Towards things that are more relevant to my lifestyle now, like food and beverage and swag for the podcast and your client events that I go to for the free pizza and free food. So I can relate to this whole that's adjust the 60-40 ratio as we age. Or maybe find alternatives in there. Yeah, like Medieval Times budget. Oh, yeah. That was a good time. Okay, let's see where yeah. I can take this to. Yeah. You want to jingle yourself out on this one? Dave relates and Aaron relates to retirees. Yeah. Insert the full house music. Yeah. Aaron is not going to like that you brought her into that. but um... Well, she's here and she's in it to win it. I do like how you were thinking about your needs changing as your life went on. But like a retiree, your needs have changed. And you're adjusting your Dave budget. Your mother would be so proud. Like the 60-40 portfolio, 
You had this great portfolio of me buying you laser tag and movies and all that fun all stuff. All that stuff, yeah. yeah. But it's not as valuable anymore no. because I don't know who the 40 was in your relationship. But <laughs> your needs have changed. Your yeah. life has changed. The market itself has changed. Yeah. So you are now adjusting. I am a much wiser version of myself. I mean, I really haven't changed that much, you know, but... I feel a lot more sorry for the people that are in the 60-40 portfolio okay. than for you. Why? I don't know. Oh, you just do? Yeah, I do. Are you trying to say that my life is pretty simple? <laughs> <laughs> I think we still treat you pretty good. Yeah, you Unlike do. Unlike those bonds, I think you are still treated pretty well. Oh, man. I can't complain. So, no, I, I, I see your relation there, and I haven't spent a lot of time with you. But uh, I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're making adjustments, and Bex would be happy. Look, man, you always gotta. You gotta stay on your toes here, retirees. You always gotta be uh, adjusting that ratio. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Do I sound <laughs> like I do? <laughs> I you're gonna be an advisor before you know it. So, um, are you jiggling your commentary coffee around? Because it's empty. I'm trying to say. Can someone make me a new cup here? It's empty. <laughs> it has really grown on me. I've really enjoyed the Cometeer. And sure. uh, in fact, I don't order coffee out much anymore. Just get my Cometeer. Told you, man. It's worth it. So, Dave, as we wrap this episode up, yeah. I think we've all we've been talking a lot about the Retirement Equals Freedom email club at fsrwealth.com slash podcast. Mm. And we haven't talked about the Facebook group in a while. Oh. Let's get our Facebook group more active here. So if you look for Retirement Equals Freedom in the Facebook world, you'll find our group where Dave puts all sorts of fun pictures and topics and different things from the podcast. Josh, it may be news to you, but I don't do a lot during the day, so I can spend time on Facebook <laughs> posting pictures of Elf. Elf, yeah, that was a good one. And my haikus. Aaron, can I ask you a question? If I were to add another segment called Dave Recites a Haiku, would you be in? Okay. Josh? I don't like that segment. No? No. Why? Haikus. You're not very artsy. I no. get it. Cool. I know. I like bonds. <laughs> All right, friends, we'll see you in the Facebook group. And uh, Deb, if you're listening, who you are, we want to say bye. bye. Why? Because they're bonds, baby. Hashtag tax nerd.